When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. OMG. This. Oh my gosh. Is the Rich Eisen Show. The touchdown machine. The Rich Eisen Show. The challenge the Philadelphia Eagles represent on Monday Night Football is what? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I mean, it's a division opponent. Intercepted by Diggs. Um, It's going to be exciting. Monday Night Football. Hand on Elliott. Bang! To the goal line. Touchdown. Today's guests. Super Bowl champion Trent Dilfer. From NBC Sports Boston, Tom Curran. Plus, author and doctor Sanjay Gupta. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Final Tuesday in the month of September 2021. Time's moving fast. We're already through three weeks in the National Football League. The NBA season's right around the corner. There's lots of intrigue going on in Philadelphia on that front. And certainly what the Eagles did last night, Philadelphia was front and center. Good to see you, Christopher Brockman. How are you? Good man. Mike Del Tufo is taking today off this week. It is (laughs) time for Mr. Feller to sit in once again. Good to see you, Jay. What's up, Rich? Good to see you as well, TJ Jefferson, holding up the grease board that says, how about them (laughs) Cowboys? Let me tell you this, TJ. (laughs) Let me tell you this. Look. Uh, we've been around the block a few times, and that's the Royal We. I'm not talking about these guys. Um, I, I, look, I've been at this thing a while. I've been fortunate to have uh, a microphone in front of me or attached to my lapel or tie, however you see fit, uh, for, for about uh, 25 years. So I've been around the block uh, before all that, just rooting for sports and hoping to have a job like this, to be very honest with you. Yeah. Um, and so we, we've seen many teams uh, succeed uh, in sports and then get zero credit for it, zero, because they are one of those teams that uh, everyone either roots for or roots against. There's no gray area for these teams. And we also know that those who root for them um, sometimes, unfortunately for them, go through long droughts of not being as good as they once were. And everybody uh, reminds them of that. And the number of times that they have fewer and fewer legs to stand on because it's been too long since they have won at all um, only just makes them want to talk louder. Um, and and we all know these franchises. I root for one of them. I root for one of them. Although, you know, Yankees have had much better success in the last quarter century than the team I'm clearly referring to. <laughs> and uh, that's the Dallas Cowboys. And usually when they come up with a big-time win, certainly uh, on a space like Monday Night Football, it's like, there's a yeah, but. There's a yeah, but. Yeah, well, who do they beat? Yeah, what do they do? Not here. Not today. Not here, not today. Yes, sir. 
Not here and not today. I am here to tell you the Dallas Cowboys, the 2021 version that I doubted uh, for many reasons coming into the season because I needed to see what their quarterback looked like after his leg damn near snapped off at the ankle. And I needed to see what the rest of this team that did not react at all properly to Dak Prescott's departure last year, the injury bug that hit them as well. I needed to see how the depth of the roster that just fell flat last year looked. Um, I also believed quite a bit in what the Washington football team looked like towards the end of last season. And that's why I chose the Washington football team to win this division, and I would like a mulligan, please. (laughs) (laughs) No, sir. I would like, no, and I understand why you and the rest of the Cowboys nation would say that. No, sir. I would like a mulligan. Because these 2021 Dallas Cowboys are not only for real, but you could make a case that based on how they are operating and how they are looking, despite the injury bug biting, and how they look and are operating with all this under the current construct of the NFL and how the rest of the NFL looks. And there are some pretty good teams. And I mentioned the Los Angeles Rams are the best team in football right now. And Tom Brady still plays football at a very high level for the defending Super Bowl champs. But the Dallas Cowboys are one of the best teams in the 2021 NFL season. And you can make a case, best team that they've fielded. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Since the triplet years. Ooh. Ooh. Whoa. That's a, that's a bold statement. It is. Whoa. It is. Because I know I'm talking about, what, Romo and DeMarco, DeMarco Murray and, and Dez. Dez. I, I mean, I know they had, you know, a nice run, and Dez even was at the game last night and jumped into McCarthy's press conference and said that he caught the ball against McCarthy's Packers. We all know that, though, Rich. Dez caught it. No, he did, but not, not <laughs> sure under the did. construct of the stupid-ass rules as they were written at the time. <laughs> You can make these cases. And I know they're 2-1, and and it's the longest season ever, and there's more to come and more to go, but I'm talking about the snapshot click right here, right now. And what I saw, what they did last night, is they had an inferior opponent, an inferior division opponent in their house, and they stomped their guts out. Despite making a dreadful early mistake early on and Dak Prescott holding on to the ball too long for one split second longer in his own end zone and then disaster struck two snaps after they took the ball away from Jalen Hurts, one of two times they did that last night. But they absorbed that mistake and then put their pedal to the metal after that. The only mistake you could essentially say they made that was potentially game-threatening after that was missing an extra point. Is that what they did in the first half last night? I'm trying to remember if that's what happened. It's 20-7. to seven, Yeah. Right? Yeah. You looked at me like I was wrong. I don't know. These games all kind of collide together. But my point is still the same. That even after last night, when they gave up a touchdown in the second half and the Eagles looked like they might have something cooking and they sacked Dak... And they give the ball back to Philadelphia. Boom. Big play after big play after big play. And they took the Philadelphia Eagles and balled them up and put them in the week three trash bin and sent them back to Philadelphia saying, tell me how 
It tastes, mm -hmm. to use the Shaq phrase, who's a diehard Cowboy fan. Tell me how that tastes. And what they did, too, on offense, what they've done the last two games. What they've done the last two games is really impressive. They've balanced it out. Dak has not thrown for 400 yards in the last two games. They haven't put it on his shoulders because all sorts of crazy stuff is happening. Like the first five games of last year before he snapped his ankle. It looks stout. It looks balanced. It looks smart. It looks efficient. 21 of 26 for 238 and three touchdowns. That's the DAC line. If the Cowboys can come into a game and say, what's the DAC Prescott line? What can we have? This is a dream. This one right here. 21, 26, 238 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions. That's it. Four sacks, clean that up a little bit. And then running the ball. They ran it, including Dak, nine carries. They ran it 41 times. <laughs> 41 times. I will proffer to say this. And this is a risky statement because we just saw Brady throw for 400 yards and not a single pick. First time in his regular season, vast regular season career, he lost with a stat line like that. Cowboys run it 41 times, you're not beating him. That's the formula. Especially when the defense is humming. Even without their parts. Got to give it up. I know it's tough for fans to give it up to the Dallas Cowboys. You don't want to give it up. You don't want to give it up. I get you do not want to relinquish the it. They, we don't to want it. you and them. You want it. We don't want it. You want it. It's too you early. Want I don't, it. We don't need it, Rich. You want it and we're need on the, it. We're on the Carolina. You want it and need it. And <laughs> Brockman, Carolina, we're on the Carolina. And, oh, and Carolina could come in and hit you in the mouth as they've done, and this could be their calling card of we're for real. And that's coming. And certainly if the Cowboys are as good as what I'm putting out right now, the target only gets bigger only gets bigger. And there are some games on the schedule that are going to be tough for them. Ones that jump out at Kansas City, at New Orleans. That's always a crazy one down in the Gulf South. The division games as well. Once again, it looks like the Giants are down. Washington, Ron Rivera is already talking about Taylor Heineke needs to be more of a game manager. In Philadelphia, we just saw what Philadelphia looked like. We're assuming by week 18 they might be different, but it might not matter. It might not matter. And for Philadelphia, mm. I've been at this a while. I don't remember seeing this before, honestly. Certainly in a division game. Certainly in a division game where your quarterback's struggling and it's obvious. Did you know they had three runs last night? Three carries by a running back. Three. Only twice did Jalen Hurts have the football and hand it to Miles Sanders. As everybody who has Miles Sanders on their fantasy league team is no doubt well aware of. But it's jarring to see that. Nine carries for Jalen Hurts. Two for Miles Sanders. One for Kenneth Gainwell. And this game was 20-7 to at half and then 27-7. to But then, you know... I understand you got to put the pedal down, but you've got to, I mean, come on. 
In the same way that I talked about what Dallas needs to do, don't have Dak wing it around. He's so talented. He's so talented. That throw that he made to his left, that throw that he made to his left, and then it, he opened his hips like the, mm. like the Dak dance. And um, I forgot, who is, who is the kid number one on the team right now? Cedric Wilson. Right, Cedric, Cedric Wilson. He made a catch. It was incredible. Been, oh, it, was, it would have been good in college football, yeah. but not in professional football. Didn't and count. thankfully, the Eagles had a challenge at their disposal to wipe that one out. But Dak is so talented. He's so incredible. He gets better every game. And you still don't need him to wing it around when you've got Zeke Elliott at the zenith of his talent. This is, you want to talk about sweet spot for running backs. He's in it right now. He is not over 30, and he is paid running with heavy pockets and with a purpose. And as good as he's ever been, and he's tremendous at pass protection, and you can make the case Tony Pollard is better. I mean, you could literally make the case that this is the best one-two punch. Cleveland can't raise their hand and say, it's definitely us, Chubb and Hunt, Zeke and Pollard. (laughs) Dude, I, I don't know, Zeke, man. After what Kareem Hunt did on Sunday, dude, like, think, uh, you've got to be able to, you got to give it up when you see it. Yeah, forty-one runs. Pollard ran for a hundred yards the last time. He's getting five and a half a clip, and Zeke did him point one better, five point six a clip. And Dak doesn't turn it over, and the defense plays like that. That's a wrap. That's your Dallas Cowboys on a Monday night. Got to give it up. Played well. Folks don't want to give it up. Oh, the Chargers made the mistakes. Oh, the Eagles. What are they going to do? Well, they got Jalen Hurts with a big chip on his shoulder and trying to prove a lot of stuff. You got young receivers who are trying to come in their own and and, and then a play-calling coach who's, you know, got to go back to the drawing board and, and look at the look at the, the imbalance. Three runs by a running back. Three! Not good. I mean, I've never. Yeah, I, it's not good. What was that? <laughs> I, I Especially know. when he gets twenty-four yards off of one carry, and you don't ever go back to him. Yeah, yeah. that's right. One for twenty-four yeah. and one for three, and then we'll see you next week. By the way, against the Kansas City Chiefs, look out below Philadelphia. Give a shout out to that defense, though, Rich. Um, I mean, yeah, I did. I know. I'm just saying. For me, like I was. It was great to see. I mean, I think the days of, you know, the Ravens defense with Ray and Ed, I think those days are gone. These offenses are too good to really have shut down D's anymore. So you just got to have these bend, but maybe not break defenses. And Hey, man. These guys, compared to last year. Justin Herbert and the Chargers were doing a lot of uh, foot shooting, I understand. And Tony Carrente was trying to get a new CBS (laughs) show, CSI Carrente. You know, but but still, you got to – win those games and the Cowboys did convincingly and if they only got a couple of breaks the other way they'd be 3-0 and they'd be the 6-3-0 and team right now lots to talk about with Trent Dilfer coming up what do the Bears do I think they just keep throwing Justin Fields out there just like the Jets are going to throw Zach Wilson out there just like the Jaguars are absolutely throwing Trevor Lawrence out there in two nights from now on NFL Network to kick off week four against the Bengals also What's Mac Jones thinking? It's Tom Brady comes into his house, <laughs> Tom's old house. Tom who knows the keys, that he knows the keys, the gate code, he knows all of it. 
They, did they change the code? Maybe they did. What's the code? He knows the gate code. <laughs> he knows how to open the garage. He knows how to let him in the back. He knows how everything about it. He's coming in, and he's coming in ornery and pissed off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's Mac Jones thinking? I want to know what Chris Brockman's thinking. Todd Rich. Bowles is Todd Bowles. Well, we've got so much time <laughs> on that. It's going we're, through we're, his heart right now. Here, here. We're going to be part of this. Brady Palooza. It's starting. Okay. It, start, it started last week in, in Boston. And Tommy Curran is going to be on this show. And, and we're going to be talking about this every day because this is, this is it, man. Brady coming back. Oh, man. Somebody who's hung six banners. Like, has anybody ever hung six banners in a place and then come back as part of the opposition? As a defending champion himself at a new spot? Like, this is insane. No. Okay. <laughs> no, so, no sport ever. <laughs> this is coming, and we're about to get into it. And um, also, uh, in our, so Tom Carnes in hour two. Hour number three, Dr. Sanjay Gupta of CNN is coming on. He's got a new book called World War C, Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic and How to Prepare for the Next One. Uh, his book's coming out. He's been booked on this show just in time for a vaccine conversation to be setting up right on the front doorstep of the National Basketball Association. NFL went through this during the training camp period. And I'm going to ask him the questions that Bradley Beal, Cole Beasley, and Chris Sale want asked. That's going to happen. And if anybody knows about those three athletes, they are unvaccinated and proudly so. Yeah, outspoken. It appears. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we will hit on that in hour number three because they want answers. We'll, I, I would like them too. I would like them too for them. They're saying, I need these answer, questions answered. How does – we'll page Dr. Gupta, who, by the way, <laughs> Paging Dr. is Gupta. so smart. If you watch him on TV, you know how smart he is? He's a Michigan Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Brady aren't the only Wolverines to be discussed on this program. Wow. The Manning cast was terrific. Oh, it was unbelievable And Del Tufo's out. So, yes, with Jason Feller sitting in for him, we will talk about his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Feller's actual butt. Pause. <laughs> and we'll explain why. Wow. Well, we will. Because, well, no. You and you and a buddy of yours have a fantasy bet, fantasy yep. football bet, and the loser must tattoo a Rich Eisen Show logo on left or right. The backside. Yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah. Confused by it. Mr. Cheeks. But that doesn't mean it's not content. <laughs> and that's later on in this program. And you at 844-204-RICH throughout the entire show. Ben Simmons, by the way, has run, says he's run his course with the... Uh, Embiid. Joel Embiid. Yeah. Okay. Later. Very good. <laughs> Take that oh, up. boy. We'll see you later. Good with the bad. Cowboys, Sixers, TJ Jefferson. That's what happens when you root for so many teams. It's a gift and a curse, Rich. We'll be back, back <laughs> with Trent Dilfer right here on the Rich Eisen Show. He loves Tua, too. I wonder what he thinks of all the Tua question marks in Miami. That's next on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all-in before you purchase. So all the guests work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you showed up in Steelers training camp, who, who was, was Mean Joe there? Was all those guys there? Yeah. Blunt? But I never, you know, he was defense, I was defense. It's like It was like the Hall of Fame coming to life. Uh, well, no. Okay. It was next year, really, that they really got the recruiting going. Okay. You know, that was all the all the guys that made it to those Super Bowl teams. Are you saying you were the dead weight? Is I is think I might have been dead weight, <laughs> yeah. And how did uh, Chuck Knoll cut you? What did he say to yeah, you? He called me in, you know. Okay. I went to the office mm-hmm. and uh, brought my playbook. So I knew, you know, I was going, and uh, he couldn't have been nicer, by the way. And and you know, he was complimentary. You know, he said, you know, look, you're a tough kid, but you know, you're trying to learn the position. I had never played. We didn't have outside linebacker mm-hmm. in the college I played for. So it was the only position I, re- you know, reasonably could have played. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have. He didn't have time. He said, look, it's my first year too. So he said, I can get you down with the Eagles. The Eagles are desperate. And that would have gone, you know, rental car straight down 80, you know, to the. Yeah. And I and he said, but it's got to be, you got to tell me right now. And I said, I'm done. You knew it that you didn't want to go play no. for the Eagles. No. Why? I don't know. It was a it was a spur of the moment. This I had knee problems. I was and I was I, to be honest, I was sick of football. Who was the best football player that you ever lined up with or against? Roger Stavo. When did you play against him? I played against Roger Staubach when I was at Youngstown State University, and he was at Pensacola Naval Station doing his six-year bit. Wait a minute. This is a great story, right? Uh, yeah. You know, he, you know, they do that. He graduated from Annapolis, won the Heisman, mm-hmm. went down there, and played football for six years. You're playing against the Pensacola... What Naval was Station. Naval Station. Yeah. 
and then out trots Roger Staubach? Yeah. That's not fair. He was their quarterback. That's not and these fair. were high-scoring, close games. Did you rush him? Did you get him? I, Did you I, take I, him down? I tell you the truth. I, I rushed him. Mm-hmm. I got a hold of him. I spun around one time on his leg, and he and he he just kept wiggling his leg free, and then he threw a touchdown pass. I hit him illegally out of bounds once, <laughs> and got got a 15-yard penalty. And they had a guy their their middle linebacker was a guy named Lynch, who was a, a was a naval boxing champion. Yeah. Who I think his brothers played. One of his brothers played for Kansas City. Okay. The Lynch brothers. Sure. And he wanted to kill me, you know, because they loved Roger. Of course. Know. So you almost started a brawl by hitting Roger Staubach out of bounds. Yeah, I was just so tired of chasing him. And he, you know, he just stepped out of bounds, and I thought, no, I'm. I've been running 25 yards now, you know. Yeah. I just kept. 15 going. yards on Ed O'Neill. Oh yeah. Ed O'Neill roughing Roger Staubach is one of my favorite stories in the history of the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show. Check out our archive. Rich Eisen Show, right here, 12 to 3 Eastern, every day on Peacock, Sirius XM, Odyssey, this Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Failure. Our podcast is how you can listen to us every day, audio on demand, and of course, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Over 300,000 subscribers now, and we thank every last one of you. And part of the reason why the show keeps going the way that it does is because of great guests like my next one, my good friend who is got his own podcast now called Beyond the X's and O's, where every podcaster found the stories of the quarterback journey from the mouths of the quarterbacks themselves as hosted by the great Trent Dilfer back here on the show. How are you doing, Trent? I'm doing good. I think people like my pod because I don't talk very much. What do you mean? <laughs> That's not true, Trent. That's not true. People like it when you talk. What are you talking about? So uh, who, who are some of your guests you've had on already, Trent, on your pod? Aikman, Favre, Moon, um, Warner. Uh, and Dilfer, your own. Uh, your no, own there's a lot more. Sorry, I'm going brain dead. I've been game planning all morning. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> Mark Sanchez came on. He was hilarious. Fantastic. Um, got Ryan Leaf coming on. Um, trying to hit John Lynch came on his, his is one of the best Steve Young, John Lynch came on because people forget he was a quarterback. I love Cruz, it. Quarterback tells the story of Bill Walsh sitting him down saying, Hey, you're a good quarterback, but you could be a hall of fame safety. And, uh, so just really cool stories from the mouths of the quarterbacks about their high school years, their college years, recruiting their NFL experience, what they're doing now. All love that good it. stuff. I love it. Well, I don't know if I qualify Trent, but I threw a pass in a demo segment on game day morning that went off of Michael <laughs> Irvin's hand because he's butterfingers despite being the <laughs> hall of fame. Um, so let's go. I mean, does let's that go. qualify? Do I, qual- I'm, I'm the quarterback of my shows that I host. I don't know if that's, I, if that could, we've, fit. we've had that conversation and we'll bring you on. <laughs> Oh, man. Trent Dilfer here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. So um, amidst your game planning uh, of the uh, the team that you coach there uh, in Tennessee, Lipscomb Academy, correct? Did I get that one right? Yeah. Okay, great. Right. Good, good um, memory. So, um, yeah, I have no notes. I'm the quarterback of this show. So, um, so what do you think Matt Nagy's thinking right now with Justin Fields? What's going through his mind on this subject matter? I think the reason they liked Dalton so much was because, and they were going to stick with him, was because he could process quickly. He could handle all the offense. He can get him in good plays, out of bad plays. There's so much of the quarterback position in the NFL right now that just doesn't get talked about. A lot of that is just mitigating damage. Um, you're trying to prevent negative plays. Uh, they felt great about that. Justin's probably great in the film room. He's probably great on the board. But there's this huge transition from the white board to the white lines in the NFL. 
I think it's the most difficult part of the transition is you can get it in the room. You can see it. You can watch it on tape. You can pro- you can comprehend it. You can draw it up. You can answer your quiz questions. And you get out there between the white lines, and it looks different. It feels different. It happens faster. Everybody talks about the game's faster. Well, a lot of it's faster with information. It's not just the speed of the players. That 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 comment's been dumbed down over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, every analyst says, hey, the game's faster. Well, no kidding. It, but it's not just the athletes. It's the processing of information happens so much faster. And that's what happens to a lot of these young guys. And now he's sitting there going, golly, you know, Dalton wasn't doing a great in his banged up. Fields, I thought, at least go create some time and space with his athleticism. And that didn't happen. I'm people are now starting to call me Adam Gase. Like, I got to put some <laughs> points on the board. So I got to figure out the guy that can get us out there and be explosive and put points on the board and at the same time not cause us negative plays. He's in a tough spot right now. Well, I mean, the name of this show is the Rich Eisen Show and not the X's and O's uh, podcast like yours. So I'm not an X's and O's guy, <laughs> but I I do have a set of eyes. Uh, the number of times that they would just drop Fields back and just say, "Okay, Clowney and 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 Garrett meet in the middle." Like it, I didn't see the scheme very much to get him out on the edge or or create some sort of of action with him and his terrific running back in Montgomery that. Who's got the ball? Like there was, I didn't see any of that unless the Browns dictated so much that that couldn't be run. What are your thoughts got, on that? They've gone ultra spread, and that was Nagy's mo in Kansas City. You know, was he added that spread flavor to Andy Reid's West Coast offense? Mm-hmm. And they've gotten ultra spread, and and there are some incredible things about the spread. I mean, it is from a football dork like myself studying football, coaching. There's some really great elements, and, and you see them show up throughout the NFL now, and you couldn't say that six, seven years ago. But you, they're not your fastball. They can't be your 96-mile-per-hour heater because you lose physicality, you lose deception, you lose changing, you don't change the launch point enough, uh, man coverage and blitzes destroy it, or you just rush three and drop eight, which is the opposite, and now you flood zones up. Um, it has to be a supplement to a baseline offense. And I, the little I've seen of the Bears, I watched this week because I wanted to see fields, but even last year watching a lot of them, uh, he's gone away from that. He's gone away from the nuts and bolts of having a, a standard offense, which is you know a physical run game. It can be two-back. It can be one-back. It can be a lot of different things. It's got to be a physical run game, an inline tight end that's dominant, action pass, both from the pocket, half rolls, and full rollouts. Like you have to be able to change the launch point, quick game, mm-hmm. screen game, like all these things that are staples in the best offense in the NFL. What, did you saw, see the Cowboys last night? You saw a ton of offense. You saw all kinds of different schemes. It's one of the best things Kellen Moore does. Is Yeah, he likes to throw it a little bit too much, but he does it a bunch of different ways. So Dak Prescott's not always in the same place. So the defensive line can't hunt to the same area every play. Uh, I think what you're seeing is a guy that's gone ultra spread, and you become predictable when you go spread. So what is the answer in terms of fields? You know, obviously the Jets and the Jaguars are going to keep throwing their guys out there. But what is the answer with fields? Like where you said the processing from the grease board in the film room to real-time 
uh, athletes coming at you in a real game is difficult to grasp. I mean, can can you grasp it better watching or you grasp it better practicing with the ones all week and taking your lumps on a Sunday? <laughs> I've been torn. I was always the one that said let them watch, and now I've kind of morphed into let them play. If, <laughs> and there's a big if. The if is if you as a staff, offensive staff, feel like you can outcoach the other side of the ball. If you feel like you can create enough cheese on Sundays, and what the cheese is is the free stuff. Every When you watch these great offense, offenses play, uh, whoever they are, you're going to see 10 to 15, and all of us quarterbacks talk about this all the time, you see about 10 to 15 freebies, just absolute cheddar out there. Like it's a six-yard hitch, it's a bootleg, throw the ball in the flat, it's a, mystery, it's a shovel pass. It's some type of creative offense where you just get an easy play. If you can create easy plays, let them play and build their confidence and start building the offense around their strengths and their weaknesses. Uh, if you don't feel like you can do that and you're a system coordinator and you're a system staff, hey, we run a system. and you can't run the system, you can't play. Then don't play them because it's going to take them a while to learn the system. That's where the hardest part is from the board to the lines is you're trying to process the system and all the rules in the system and then you go out there on Sundays, you're like, whoa, this isn't the way we talked about it. What rule is that? What's my read here? Oh, they didn't play the defense we said they are going to read. Well, what's my rule adjustment on that? This blitz is coming here. Who do I bring over here to protect it? It's too much. But these young guys that have had success, if you go back and you study the tape, it is multiple freebies a game. Well, you give them freebies a game, and now they get their confidence up. And now you start falling into something offensively, like, hey, with this guy, we can do this, and we can do that. We can create deception here, and we can get a free play here and there, and all of a sudden you're rolling. Trent Dilfer, Beyond the X's and O's podcast. You should get it. We're all podcasts required. Head coach at Lipscomb Academy in Tennessee, joining me here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. What's going through Mac Jones's mind as Tom Brady's coming home um, angry? What do you think's going on in that young man's lid? I think he's excited. Listen, he's playing well. He is playing really well. His eyes are – you talk about a guy that's jumped in and taken from the grease board to the white lines. He is – he's dialed in. He throws a couple picks the other day. One, he's getting hit, and the ball just flutters, not his fault. The second one goes off to the receiver's hands, and the third one's with eight seconds left in the game trying to put some needless points on the board. So it's not like he's being careless with the football. Uh, he's playing the position fast, on time. Um, I think he's excited. Now, they're playing a ticked-off Tom Brady who's coming to Foxborough, <laughs> and he's got to anticipate the assassin showing up. But I think from his side, if he's focused on controlling what he can, can control, he's 30-51 the other day under some tough situations, trailing the whole time against a good defense. Uh, and the wind's blown. He's knifing it through the wind. He's making his plays with his feet. He made some off-platform plays. Like, his confidence is only growing. And I think, you know, any young guy, it, listen, to play quarterback, you better be a legend in your own mind. So, I, I mean, Brett Favre was ten times the player I, I was. But when I'd go up to Lambeau to play him, I wanted to show up Brett Favre. Like, in my mind, I was going to be the star of the game, and I was going to beat Brett Favre. And I would tell him it before the game, and we'd joke about it. Come I on. think Mac Jones is a great competitor. He's going to have that mentality. Like, come on, Tom, bring your best. I'm going to play better than you. So if Mac Jones 
took your approach the way you did to Favre and Lambeau, would he go up to Brady and say, I'm going to beat you today? Like you'd look, No, it was more I mean, of a joking thing, but he'd also be 0-10 <laughs> and Lambeau, like I was. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not saying it's good strategy. I'm just saying you have to have that mentality. It is hard. Playing quarterback in the NFL is flipping hard. And you better be a legend in your own mind. You better have supreme confidence. You better be able to bounce back. You better not go in the tank. And I, I think I think Mac Jones right now in his mind is saying, I'm going to be one of the best players in the league. Just give me time. A few minutes more left with Trent Dilfer here on, on the Rich Eisen Show. You were one of the first to come on this show and talk about Tua. You saw him in the Elite 11 year. You talked about how you saw him make the throw in Elite 11 play that he made uh, in the national championship game uh, when he is allegedly had Miami at hello. And now he's Miami's guy. And they were kicking the tires reportedly on Deshaun Watson before the season. He's now hurt. You saw what Brissett did against Vegas. And you're already hearing again that Tua's done in Miami. Or the, you, people in Miami say that. I hear it as well, that he's just a guy in the NFL. That's what he's proven to be. I give you the floor on where you think Tua stands uh, now a year plus into his career in Miami on IR. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm an apologist for Tua. I, but I also I, I get... I just don't know who's saying this because people I'm talking to rave about how he handled offseason, raved about his training camp, uh, played well early before he got hurt. Uh, he is hurt. I mean, he has bad ribs. He took an absolute slobber knocker shot on his ribs. Um, I think he had to let the guy play a little bit. I'm not going to write off Zach Wilson after this year. He's going to play crappy the whole year. I mean, it's not going to get much better. And you can't write these guys that are supremely talented off that are putting in the work and doing the right things and, and just don't have the support. Um, I still think, too, is a supreme talent. I, I think giving them the right people around them, which they're getting there in Miami, the right play caller, which they finally have in Charlie Fry, one of the hugely bright stars in the NFL as a young play caller. Um, you start giving him these tools, and he's going to be wildly successful. I, I I feel bad for him, and I don't like when people are jumping off the bandwagon of talented players so quickly. Well, it seems like it's also the Dolphins, too. Why would they be kicking the tires on somebody with more baggage than Los Angeles International and Deshaun Watson just a couple weeks before the season? Yeah, I don't know that answer. I I know a lot of teams have kicked the tires on Deshaun Watson. Um, Nothing's happened, and maybe there's a reason why nothing's happened. Um, if he does end up going somewhere else, I would still believe in Tua, but he's got to have the same things that every quarterback needs when when they're growing in the position. They need support from their play caller and the people around them and a good defense and a great organization and structure and, and all those things that all these quarterbacks are going to be in the Hall of Fame one day have. But is that how you would build around Tua, the track stars at wide receiver, uh, Gesicki at tight end? Like the, is, is this? I like what they've done. Okay. I like what Miami's done uh, in the draft. I like that. Like I said, I think their young play caller Charlie Fry is mm-hmm. your next Sean McVay slash Matt Lafleur. You know these rock star young guys. He's as good as there is in the business. Okay. Um, I think he needs a chance to play. Now, your best ability in the NFL is availability, mm. and if you stay hurt, they're going to move on. And that at that point, you can't be an apologist for a player because he's not on the field. He needs to be on the field. He needs to be playing. He needs to be taking his lumps. He needs to be making games. He needs to be doing all the things that these other guys are doing. I, Daniel Jones, real quick. I think Daniel Jones is going to be a really good player. I know it's not going well in New York, but he's going to go back and 
be grateful for these days when they do, do turn it around because he's learning so much how to manage and play the position and, and be a celebrity and be a starting quarterback and be the quarterback. Uh, and you have to play every week to learn how to be the quarterback. Yeah, or you could turn into Sam Darnold, which is get your exit visas from the yep. MetLife Stadium and then wind up 3-0 in the new spot. The, you know? the second spot for a lot of these young guys is going to be their spot. It's just that's just the reality of where we're going. Um, because they draft them so early, they're young, they can't support them, then they give up on them, but then the next team sees the diamond in the rough, and they are talented enough, they get them a little bit cheaper, and now you have the Sam Darnold experience. Well, I know the Steelers are hoping that's the spot for Dwayne Haskins, maybe. You know, like that, that that's probably what they're thinking right now. Yep. Deep down. Maybe. Hey, Trent, thanks for the time. Really appreciate it. Let's do this more often. Look for my uh, my text and call. Congrats on the pod. And again, like if you need a, a guy who can give you a couple snaps and a demo and refer to himself as a quarterback because of a, he's a television host, I'm talking about myself. You just let me know. Let's okay? go. We'll let you talk about yourself all you want, buddy. Okay. Love you, love you and miss you. Right back at you. That's Trent Dill for everybody. Check out his podcast, Beyond the X's and O's. Some great conversations right there. Aikman and Favre wow. and Lynch. That's probably good. Bill Walsh, uh, how about that? Uh, hey, you know, you're not you're okay quarterback, but you could be a Hall of Fame safety. Guess what he is now? Hall That's why the Bill Walsh of audio is out today. Eight four four two oh four Rich number to dial. Once again, everybody, once again, I uh, I took in Monday night football with the Manning brothers. And I've got a couple thoughts on that broadcast and what sticks out from it. That's next. Your phone calls, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. And Tom Brady has spoken about returning to Foxborough. That's coming up. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Dak, um, quick question for you. As I run my 40-yard dash, I need to access my hips. Do you know any particular uh, warm-up that might be able to open up a hip or access a hip? Would you know of any of them? I think I know of one. (laughs) Okay. Well, I attempted it uh, (laughs) weeks ago. I'd love for you to critique what you're seeing right here on the screen. Uh, What do you think? Not not, not bad. I mean, I need a little bit more rhythm. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that, that throw right there, I don't know where your body was but i think it if you hold, hold the front shoulder a little bit <laughs> okay keep doing what you're doing with the lower body and i think we've got it we've got something you're yeah not I too mean, far off no i'm not too far nah, off I, it, it took me a little while to get into it yeah i think that looks better than the 40 well <laughs> let me ask you this if i master that won't it help me in the 40 yard dash 
I, mean, I think so. You master that, it'll help you in everything. Uh, it's your hips. It's getting those hips activated and yeah. So it's it's the it's the it's the back hip that goes. It's, it's bringing the back hip through while holding the front shoulder, creating okay. that torque. All right. So when I when I crush it with the sub five nine, <laughs> I'll owe it to Dak Prescott. Don't go anywhere. Back with more in a moment. Look at that form. It's really not that bad. Thanks, Dak. Yeah, I'm not good. I'm not good at it. Uh, at least you had your shoes on. What do you mean? Eli was doing it last night, but no shoes. No shoes. In his man cave. And some tight You must jeans. have loved seeing that. It was a good look. <laughs> I wouldn't have had You're jeans. a shoes off guy. I'm a You're shoe- a shoes off guy. I'm a shoes off guy on a long flight. But normally I keep my shoes on everywhere. Yeah, look. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. I love it. He's popping those I hips. love that he's got the golf simulator. Huh? That's a golf simulator but he's that he's, that he's watching the game he's got on. It all on, man. I mean, and then Archie showed up at halftime because he was staying at their house because of the ceremony over the weekend. Oh. Did Mrs. Manning bring him a snack while he was watching football too? No, they, well, Archie was reading oh. off his criticisms and notes for the Manning cast. But <laughs> anyway, we'll awesome. talk about that in a second with the radio audience returning. Eight four four two zero four Rich being the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. We're here on Peacock PeacockTV.com. Maybe you're watching on desktop right now. Uh, right here is where the sports tile, uh, or the, I guess the on, on the top of your screen, if you want to watch anything more on the sports channel, is right here. Uh, you can check out all of our clips as well. We're live on this channel, NBC Sports on Peacock, every day from 12 to 3 Eastern, taking you to brother from another, taking it from the Dan Patrick Show as well every single day right here on Peacock. We're proud, just like that old Peacock right now. Yeah, we are. We're a one-plus year on this. Uh, we're still streaming. We're live kicking and streaming every day. I actually it. looked above you when you did that. Did you really? Yeah, that was pretty stupid <laughs> to me. What, what's up? There? Oh, That's okay. why you're doing audios. <laughs> Back here, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Um, and we'll take your phone calls here on the show. So when we left yesterday, TJ, you left the uh, studio saying that you were not going to watch the Manning cast version yeah. of Monday Night Football, correct? Yeah. And, and the it, reason why is... I, first of all, I'm a huge Manning cast No, I know fan, that. And but, I but love it. This is your team last This time. is my team, so I had to... I, find my, I found myself the first two weeks really paying more attention to the Mannings than I did the game. Right. So yesterday, I really wanted to watch the game. So I should have recorded I, them no, and no, watched no, it no, later, no. but I, I didn't. I but. totally understand why, you know, again, like I, like I mentioned... The day after their first broadcast, Eli and Peyton on ESPN2 doing their thing, um, that, that for a traditionalist like me, I need, I need down distance. I need to lock in on the game. I need to focus on the game. And if somebody's talking over the game and they're not calling what they're seeing and they're not paying attention or something's happening and they're, they're talking, it would be distracting to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of old school like that. But I turned on ESPN2 two Mondays ago now for, for the Manning cast. And it is, like I said, it was spectacular. And I'm now, as a 52-year-old who wants to see down and distance and be locked in and all that, I'm getting used to it. And it's getting better. That's no shock that Eli and Peyton, when they put their mind to something and have a crew that knows how to produce them, that it's going to get better, but it's gotten better. Now, there are times when 
they're talking over the action or they have a guest on like Stafford was on last night and mm. Peyton asked a question of Stafford when Dak snapped it on the one half yard line. And I think they were having it. Stafford was answering as the ball was in the air and it wound up in Fletcher Cox's hands. Oh, okay. But that was okay. such a weird fluke play. Like, it, pay, obviously no, you're not expecting no, no, that. I no, know, I, I know that. What I'm saying for a traditionalist though, they'll be, it, it, it'll be something like, Oh, right. Of right. Course. But Peyton stopped. Who, I think the answer to just talk about what happened. And then whatever they're talking about, whatever they're focusing on the game, like when Fletcher Cox went down, um, when Dak and the offense was hot, was humming, and he went down on the ground and they were giving him liquids because I guess he cramped up sitting on the ground. And Eli and Peyton were talking about how this might be one of those instances where somebody on the defense, because the offense is going too fast because the quarterback's so locked in that maybe he's just sitting on the turf to get a break. And that's when Peyton said he would go up to the official and say, this guy's got to sit out at least five plays, okay? <laughs> he's got to sit out at least five plays because, I, you know, this is – he can't just come running back in the game after all this going. Yeah. And and that's part of the beauty of the Manning cast is that and in terms of them getting better, they they then rolled back a replay of what Fletcher Cox was throwing down. Yeah, Gatorade. And something. It looked like a five-hour energy yeah, drink something little like bottle yeah, or something. And there was also another moment, the same thing, Rich, where the guy was like rubbing the dude's belly. And then they re-showed the clip. They talked about it. They had a bunch of funny jokes. And right. it was a great moment. And that kind of didn't happen in week one. They right. were just using whatever feed was going on on the big ESPN. Yep. For Now they're beginning to roll back stuff from the game. Specifically specific for Specific to what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. They're also better at telling you who's on the show coming up. Yep. And they're also, it's, it's really well produced. Yeah, it's great. I mean... It's Can great. you put up the photograph of the of who's on? Does this look familiar to you? <laughs> yep. Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. Wow. That's so smart. Okay. And it's also the way that they're just scrawling it down on a piece of paper, mm -hmm. it lends to the fact of, hey, traditionalists, this is not your traditional bra. It's not like some slick yeah. graphic board right. who's coming up. It's guest one, guest two, guest three. Yeah. They're not telling you when they're calling in either because – I mean, we I think they're know. just ready when it is. Know. Yeah. And also, after the guest appeared, they'd re-pop it up with a check mark next to the guy who was just there. You know what I mean? It's so it so there and and to put the Saturday Night Live thing to it as well, you're seeing what what is very successful in television when 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 Sports Center, because I got there in '96, what I was told by those who had been at ESPN for, you know, the early nineties to the point where I showed up when when it clicked for ESPN that it was working, and I felt the same thing for NFL Network when it was working, is that it became aspirational for the athletes to appear on the network. When athletes showed up on the Sports Center commercials or wanted to be on Sports Center, wanted their highlights to be on Sports Center, on NFL Network, when athletes wanted to not only be appear on NFL Network, but then work for NFL Network. That's when it began to work. I mean, you're seeing already, if you're appearing on this show, like there's a certain guest quality and yeah, caliber a plus. and personality. And 
now if your tweet is shown, it's big for whoever's tweeting it out. Mm-hmm. It's working and it's getting better and it's getting a bigger audience. And it's also, you know, Coop, my 10-year-old, he comes in, he goes, Dad, are you watching the Mannings again? Are you going to watch the Mannings again? Is what he said before we started. And I said to him, which one do you want to watch? He chose the Manning cast. Because he digs the Eli getting up and doing the, the Dak shake. Yeah, doing he, the weird stuff. He digged it. He liked it. Now, it was great that he was out of the room when Eli flipped the double bird at the screen later on. <laughs> Talking about saying nine that year olds. Saying that they're going to cut this out, they'll blur it out. Forgetting he's on live television. <laughs> you can blur that but out. Don't worry, we've got your back, Eli. We've got your back. We've got you covered, literally. Well done, TJ. <laughs> Thank you. And so, <laughs> so there's moments where you don't know when something's going to happen. And then right. Archie Manning shows up because the... The studio they set up for Eli is in his basement where he's got his golf simulator yeah, and his everything. man cave. So you're seeing how Eli lives. Like, you, it, they got everything going on. Like, you don't know who's going to show up. And then it's not just the brothers busting each other's stones. Or the X's and O's, the Peyton clicker, the Eli clicker. Yeah, I love it. And, hey, here's a two-deep safety. Here's that. It's when they, and this is when your traditionalist sensibility tj mm-hmm. and wanting to lock in is what makes the manning cast so terrific when they lock in play by play when they sit there and they break it down and they take it from their point of view they put you in their shoes as a quarterback they compartmentalize everything they compartmentalize what they're seeing on defense from snap to snap that's always this snap all right, you got to live for another day, or you got to read the defense properly, or you got to have the help of your 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 offensive line, or the help of your linebacker. I mean, of your your receivers, mm-hmm. or the help of your coach. If it does not result in good football, Peyton Manning's obvious disgust oh, so oh, yeah. is remarkable. <laughs> he's so uh-huh. mad. Every Packer fan, when he was barking at Mike McCarthy to call a timeout towards the end of the first half, because. You know, 20 to 7 could be 23 to 7. It could be 27 to 7. Yeah. Certainly, if you've got a quarterback like Peyton Manning or Eli Manning or Dak, you got to put your trust in him. Call the timeout. He trended immediately from Packers fans being upset and Cowboys fans going, what's, you know, what's happening? His disgust at bad football is great. And then they're both, Eli and Peyton, rooting for good quarterbacking on yep. both On both sides. Yeah. Teams. And they're thrilled when they see it, and they're disappointed when they don't. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a quarterback views it, compartmentalized. Next snap, down and down. Let's go. And it's tough to call a football game like that, but it's easy to sit with two Hall of Famers breaking it down like that. It's you just getting, feel like you're part of the broadcast, and you feel like you're on the couch with them. It's getting better. It's getting really good. I'm an, I can't wait to see the ratings because – they were up 150 percent from week two, from week one to week two. So right, I, I'm telling you, it's 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 it was really enjoyable. And then it's only it's only ten weeks now. You're be- I'm beginning to feel like I'm spending Mondays with the Mannings. And if they don't yep. do it one week, it'll be like be, I'm going to be bummed. Where are they? Yeah.
I'm going to be real bummed. And also, since you guys didn't watch the traditional broadcast, you missed Steve Levy say this line where he talked about Jalen Hurts, how his jersey sales have gone up 500%. Right. And he goes, and that's more than Eli and Peyton's oh, ratings I after week. I missed that one. Oh, <laughs> big bag of leaves. Yeah. Oh, boy, a little rivalry. Never heard of there we go. <laughs> that's Eli's response. There we go. Very well done. Hour two coming up here on the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah, definitely I'm sad I missed it. Like I said, I've loved it. I've loved the first week, but I, I was late. I got home an hour after the game started, and I'd recorded it on from my phone. So yeah, I, mean, I just watched the one I had going on. I stayed I, off of social media, so I wouldn't. TJ, I totally yeah. understand, though. You're like, this is my team. I can't, I've got to know, you know what they're thinking, what this is. But you are getting what your team is looking at scheme-wise. What you're not getting is, from this telecast is a snap to snap. Here's it fades back to pass, looking for the throw, incomplete, and then getting the analysis from. And I love Lewis Riddick yeah, and course. Brian Greasy. And they did a great okay. job, by no, the they, way. Exactly. So, uh, but that's not what you're getting on the. You're on occasion getting. You'll get just like, you yeah, know, yeah, and, right. and Peyton just go well. and just shaking like, his head. Why are you making that throw? And then they'll like, describe why they're shaking their head, and right, they'll yeah. talk about it. And then, you know, Peyton will go like with his, you know, he'll scratch the back of his head, which is one of his notes from his mom or whoever. Stop yeah. doing that. Yeah. And then he'll occasionally just get so angry and upset. He'll just like, and like then, and then, then last night out. he showed out he yeah. was pitting. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Eli was calling him out for pitting in his shirt. Yeah. It was great. It's awesome. And also Eli did something. I think it was week two. Something that I know just drives me crazy. A defender, a ball clearly hit the ground. It was a pass. Defender picked it up and ran like 60 yards. Yeah. And Eli's like, why is he doing that? He's like, he knows it wasn't a pick. He knows the play's dead. And yet he wastes all that energy to yeah. run down there. Now he's going to come back. He goes, why even do that? Just don't even do that. Right. And I was like, I've thought that so many times. Yeah. And then for me, I don't need the play-by-play. So I really am interested in the how and the why well, and from those guys' perspective. So that's why I love the Manning cast so much. It's just such a fun watch, and the, you know the brothers, the busting chops. You feel like you're in the locker room. It's, it's like just watching with friends. It's almost. getting better every week, like you said, Rich. Right, and you know Gronk saying that he didn't watch film last week, yeah, and he said he needed a press conference to do and it. That's what they're like, that and then before Stafford came on, they're like, "Man, let's uh, let's see if we can get Matt Stafford to have to call a press conference on Tuesday or Wednesday." Like it's so funny. Just know I will be back with the Mannings next week like as LeBron the Raiders take murdered the murdered his high school quarterback last night. It <laughs> yeah. was so funny. Right. And then um, if Arch Manning shows up in a Crimson Tide uniform one day, you'll we'll roll tape of, yeah, of Nick saying, well, you go, you come to, you know, you want to play around a bunch of talented players. <laughs> well, where, where would that be at the collegiate yeah. level, hey, Nick, Nick? wait, you got any ideas? <laughs> is, that, is that tampering? Is that tampering? <laughs> 